Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luan, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Please do take your seat. May the Lord mightily bless you. Hallelujah. Uh, look at your neighbor and smile at them. It's a good day, isn't it? Hallelujah. We are teaching on the anointing that breaks the yoke. So the subtopic, our theme for the year is Genesis. And we are saying faith by faith, the anointing breaks the yoke. Hallelujah. Every head bow, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you loved us so much that you sent Jesus, your only son, that, Lord, through him we may receive our salvation. We thank you today that the blood of Jesus has cleansed our sin. We stand before you spotless. For your wishes, there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this freedom. And today, Lord, as we pray, we step out in faith to reverse, to neutralize, and, Father, to nullify every curse, which spoken in hatred, which spoken in haste. Lord, we destroy these works of darkness that they will have no power, no authority upon our life. We receive today this anointing service day the day of covenant of God, that, Lord, we will be set free and fully delivered in Jesus' name. For you said in your word, I send my word, and I delivered them from destruction. Father, we thank you for deliverance. We thank you for healing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Due to the fact that we have anointing service, I will... We will see if we can finish the message. It's slightly longer. Uh, in essence, I was tempted to share two messages for this service and the next service. Can we go together to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 11, verse 26 to 28? We are talking about the anointing that breaks the yoke. The anointing that breaks the yoke. The Bible says if you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying, you will be fully delivered. Hallelujah. We give thanks for powerful testimonies, isn't it? One of the things that Tato has been doing very well, and sometimes we talk about this, maybe we need to teach more about it. There is a book we call Dream Book. The Dream Book is a book you keep. You keep it with you. When you are doing your devotions and so forth, you write the things you desire. So in the house, we, we do it. If Tato comes here, she will tell you what is written in, in a dream book. To say, this is what we write. Now, when we say write your resolutions, it looks like mad. It looks like stupidity because the world is fighting everything spiritual. And they are introducing wizardry and movies and whatever to try and introduce you to spells and so forth. Well, these are cases. So as we get into the word today, I want you to share with intensity that what Zwani just said, that I wrote and my father was found, the father-in-law was found, is a very powerful testimony. And today we are going to talk about parents 
I'm, I'm teaching on two things that causes curses. They are universal. Uh, it doesn't matter where you come from. These things will affect you. Okay, so let's get into our word. So I might be slightly shorter for those who might not be able to attend the second service uh, so that I can pray for you. But mainly, I, I was saying to Pastor K, I don't know how this blinded us, uh, but it is good. The Lord willed it that way. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26 and 20 to 28, it says, Behold, I said before you this day, a blessing and a curse. Blessing, a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. Hallelujah. And a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way, which I command you this day to go after other gods which you have not known. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. We give thanks for the word of God. Now, here the Bible gives us this thing. We said last week, if we go a little bit of rehearsal, that every blessing has a corresponding case. Don't be deceived. Every blessing has a corresponding case. Some of the things that you are going through is because the curse, you are not even aware it is there. But some people are raised that way. You live in contention permanently. You are always offended. So there are things that will come into operation in your life. You defy authority. You look down on people that God has put into your life. Your parents, your, your spiritual parents, and people that are in authority. People who have helped you and assisted you, you look down on them, so certain things come into power. But here, the, the, the scripture we have just read gives us understanding about the worship of God, that there are things. I will want us at the end to pray for each and every person who have kneeled down, bowed down, living elevens on their body. You have, you have poured libation, you have gone to the grave to worship, because the Bible tells us there is a curse in it. There is what? A curse. And sometimes people take it for granted. For years, they work, but they can't see what they work for. Jesus Christ is the anointed, the anointed with his anointing. When the, the word Christ simply means the anointed one with his anointing. So, Jesus Christ is the anointing. The yoke must be broken. The same way as I said last week that when certain things are yours, you have to make a legal claim to them. When you don't make a legal claim to them, you might still say they are yours, you might still use them, but the difference is you might not have the authority to use them because the law, I use the example that if your parents or somebody left, bequeathed something to you and they died, you have to go to court to claim them to be yours. They don't automatically become yours. You have to go there and somebody legally must give you a document, even a car. After I've paid for it, there is a paper that, uh, that they need to give to me. Title that says, this car is mine. I can use it. I can dispose of it as I will. But when your car is, you are still paying every month, there is a deception for those who have bonds, for those who have bonds on their cars, that you are thinking, oh, this is my car. No. You are paying for it. They can come and take it anytime. It's not your car. 
The day you have title to it, then, it's, then that is yours. And after you pay it off, you need to get the title to prove ownership. Am I telling somebody? To prove what? Ownership. So, in the spirit is the same. Yes, you have received Jesus, but when you, you don't operate according to the scriptures, you will be dealt with by powers of darkness, demons, curses that have been there for years. People have been casting curses over your family, over your life, and there are certain things that happen. I was talking to somebody yesterday, uh, appreciating the message of curses, and he said, I said to somebody, are you aware, so-and-so have been able to block all the curses. And the person started to put them. He says, all the curses, by the time a family member reaches a certain age, they develop arthritis, sugar diabetes. Uh, he quoted about four different diseases, high blood pressure and, and all of that. And he says, all of them have not happened. And I've passed that long time. And partly because they've believed more importantly, they have believed the word of God and they've stood upon it. And yesterday I was just reminding the person to say, you need to tell them that the things that your family members are suffering, you are the only one in the whole family, uh, because at some stage he was worried and the family told him, you are getting into that age where everybody else. It's not like you have to eat and be big for you to have sugar diabetes or whatever. It's not, you know, some of us, they'll say, you are overweight, you are whatever. No. It has nothing to do with weight. It has everything to do with where they are born. Their great-grandfather had it. Everybody in the family, they have it. May the curse be broken upon your life in the name of Jesus. Now, you have to understand that uh, the mission of Jesus Christ is to empower the saints with supernatural breakthroughs. We, we have to experience supernatural breakthroughs. And today... It's a day for you to experience supernatural breakthrough. It's a day for you to walk in it and experience it. We take it by faith. It's not what you feel. It's what you believe. You stand on it and you act on it and it will come to pass upon your life. Hallelujah. The anointing fires you up and it fires up multiple anointings. I am anointed in many things. I was saying to people, I've got a lot of talent the anointing of the Lord has enabled me to do more things at the same time, while other people can't do even one single thing. Or the one thing they are doing, they are struggling to do it. So, my challenge as well today, as we do the anointing service, is that multiple anointings should come upon your life. You should be able to build, you should be able to establish, you should be able to have understanding that most people don't have. So that you are able to do much more. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, gives us that analysis. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So, may the Lord be with you in the name of Jesus. You see, when the Lord is with you, you will do much more than what most people can do. It's not about hard work. It's not about uh, uh, education. All of those things they add. But if there is a case, uh, we were talking about one CEO, how things started to unravel. And I said in passing, the case has come. The case has what? Has come. You see, when the case gets you, you lose 
quite a lot. The house, the car, everything. And so we're talking about it. Even this morning, we're just talking about it. And uh, uh, my wife talking about the wife of this big man with multi-millions that when he was traveling, he was looking for accommodation from other people's houses. And we were looking at it, we said, by the way, this, this is supposed to be somebody who could sleep in a five-star hotel. There is a restaurant in the UK, in London, uh, Zips. There's no price on the menu. There's no what? Price. You eat. When you finish eating, you pay what you like. It's not a small, small restaurant. Even when you get inside, you get intimidated. You order what you want, they will do it for you. It's not the kind, it's not chisanyam. It's not the kind. <laughs> by, by the time you finish eating, you pay. You, you, you might finish all your salary just paying for one, for one meal. After they've cooked, you realize, I can't pay the amount. The, the environment and the place where you are will make you to pay more. Yes, will make you to pay more. May, may the Lord anoint you with multiple anointings. You see, when, 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 when my wife was reminding this person this morning, she says, when I spoke to the person, then I said, but the person has no gloss of anointing. They have money, but they are, they are gripped by the spirit of uh, uh, stinginess. I don't know if you understand. There is a multimillionaire. My, my mother used to buy material from this man. And my mother said to, to, to the man, the man, his name is Mr. Solomons. He said to Mr. Solomons, you are still eating bread. You know, half bread. You know, half bread. Brown bread. Uh, whole wheat. Whole wheat bread. He's eating whole wheat bread with a glass of milk forever. You know, it's acquired taste. He enjoys that. So my mother was asking him, Oh, Mr. Solomon, you are still eating, eating bread with milk. With all of this money. He says, no, this is what I enjoy. This is what, this is what I, 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 I do what? I enjoy. A lot of money. You are always saying, if I can save some more, but you can't eat it. If you read the book of, the book of uh, It Sisters, I think it's chapter 4. The Bible says there is one who works hard, tirelessly, never rests, and he has no one to inherit. <laughs> it's a curse. Yeah. You must cook and eat nice. And you're, you see, when you eat well, you'll not be fat. No, I mean, when you eat, when you eat well. Anyway, you don't know what I'm talking about. You're too quiet, so... Uh, maybe I need to start the church in Santin. They will understand. <laughs> they, they will understand what I'm talking about. Listen, when, when, when you are blessed, your food will not kill you. That's what I'm trying to say. You might be big. We, we your, your, your food because it's blessed. The food is what? Blessed. Why will it make you sick? Why will it make you sick? Praise the Lord. You will not do this thing that we see people do. They eat this uh, junk food and they put a kind of diet coke in front. 
<laughs> I always laugh when I see them. I say, you have to change the food. Don't put diet coke. It's like diet coke absorbs all the fat. I say, it doesn't work that way. May the Lord have mercy. So may you have multiple anointings upon your life in the name of Jesus. Few points on the uh, Acts chapter 10 verse 38, the multiple anointing. The anointing singles you out. Number one, the anointing will single you out. May the anointing single you out for a special favor in the name of Jesus. The anointing will beautify you and make you attractive. May you be beautified and may you be made attractive in the name of Jesus. So you have to understand that the application of the anointing or as we anoint, the oil is associated with the season of rejoicing and celebration. So our prayer today is that may the season of celebration and rejoicing, refreshment come upon your life in 2020 in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So the other part that you need to understand is that God is the one who bestows special favor upon your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The book of Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 8. Number two, the anointing breaks the curse of oppression. The anointing breaks enslavement and financial bondage. You see, when you have to understand, without faith, it is impossible to please, to please God. Now, when you talk about, I always say in the church, it's not the prayer we make. It's the step of faith and your obedience. Much of it, the fight against curses is obedience. When you are obedient, the Bible says you will eat the good of the land. When you are disobedient, the curse automatically comes into play. So, obedience... So the anointing breaks the oppression, it breaks enslavement, it breaks financial bondage. The anointing sets you free from every power of enslavement. Jeremiah 30 verse 8 says, For it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off thy neck and will burst thy bonds, and strangers shall no more... Uh, no more serve themselves of him. Let me read with the New King James. It says, For it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from your neck. In other words, the, the yoke of the one who's oppressing you, the yoke of the one who's, who's enslaving you, and he says, I will break his yoke from your neck. In other words, there are things in life that yoke you. You know what is to yoke? I should have made a yoke. In the days past, we used to plow with animals, specifically oxen. They will make a wooden a pole, poke it with some holes, put another, like, to put two animals together, they will put uh, two, two uh, rods going down to hold the neck of the, of the animal. They put it on the neck of the animal. So they joined two animals with that yoke. So they, they, they took, gets in this side, the two get in this side. There is a pole running over. So you can have a yoke of 16, uh, 16 oxen. Uh, so you, you pull, you plow, heavy duty things that needs to be moved. You use the same. Now, that is a yoke. The animal has no freedom. Now, 
there is a yoke that is on our life and on the lives of the people. And here, the anointing breaks the yoke. He says here, uh, I will break the yoke of thy neck and I will burst thy bonds. So here, anything that has entitled you, maybe this word bond goes very well. Now, most of us are bonded. To be bonded is to be yoked. Bumachonisa, they have yoked you. Because you refuse to be yoked with the Lord. You see, to pay tithe is to be yoked with the Lord. When you understand that, you will know all my needs are met. Because don't forget, there is an exchange during a covenant. The lesser takes the attributes of the greater and benefits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's, it gives us that. It said, and I will burst your bonds. Foreigners shall no more enslave them. Who has enslaved you? Which money, whose money are you enslaved with? It's not South African money. It's foreign money. Foreigners will do what? Foreigners will do what? When you hear in the township in Mushengu, people fighting. Who are they fighting? Who are they fighting? Don't, don't appear righteous. Let's talk. When you hear, oh, they are burning shops. They are chasing people. Huh? Foreigners, Why? You know why Jews have been persecuted throughout the world? They yoke people. If a, a Jews come into Pretoria, which they have done many years ago, but let's say he's a new person, there's no Jew here. If he comes here, he, he will borrow us money. Everywhere in the world where Jews have been killed, whatever, people want to be free from the loans. So they will borrow, Machonisa, they will borrow money, borrow money, borrow money, borrow money. So the whole city is working for them. Now jealousy comes. You remember that when they came, they came with a suitcase. Like most people say about foreigners. We saw you when you came. They were talking about one pastor in the city. He was a shoe cobbler. Fixing shoes on the street. He's got a big church. So one day somebody was very angry. He told me, he says, I remember him very well. He came here as a cobbler sitting on the street corner. I've given him my shoes to fix. Foreigners will not do what? Will not enslave you. We are all of us enslaved. The money we use comes from where? America. Come from England. China has been enslaving us recently. Oh, you're so quiet. I'm telling you the truth. Now the Bible says you will not be enslaved anymore. Yes. The anointing breaks the enslavement. Don't forget, those who enslave people, they are wise enough to create distortions so that you believe. They will tell the Zulus you are better than Kosas. They will tell Kosas you are better than Shangans. They will tell Shangans you are better than Vendas. So when we are together, we are treating each other, even though we are half-brothers, we treat each other with suspicion. Hey! You get it? And they come and enslave everybody else. So all of us want the white, white man's favor because he has made us to believe that he's the right, the right person. Am I talking to somebody? So, the anointing breaks the yoke. There is a, there is a blessing we will talk about in the weeks coming. The blessing that was given to Jacob, which would belong to Isaac, which belongs to Isu. Now, the father says to Isu, he says to him, the day you get tired of your brother, the curse will be broken. 
You know why you are still in bondage? Because you are happy with your state. Every time you go and borrow for a loaf of bread, for food, whatever thing that you are borrowing, you buy clothes for, for account, you should know you are, you are enslaving yourself. Okay, you are quiet. Let me finish. Second service is coming uh, so that they will be very excited. They will say, Amen. Amen. It's like I'm forcing you to be free, you know. There are people like that. Like when you say, this is your day to be free. They are saying, no, we will not say amen. We will not agree. We like where we are. We like our slavery. God forbid in the name of Jesus. The anointing destroys, number three, the anointing destroys the power of Satan and the curse upon your life and upon your material things. Isaiah 10, 27. Listen, ways are powerful. If your mother says you are useless, listen, you'll be useless. You can work. You can go to work. When you come back, you don't know what you are working for. May the Lord have mercy. Isaiah 10, 27, it says, It shall come to pass in that day that this burden will be taken away from your shoulder. The other one was talking about the yoke. On, the yoke is on the neck. Now the burden is on your shoulder. You carry it. Cast your burdens. And to Jesus. What, the son, what does the son say? Cast your burdens. And to Jesus. For he cares for you. Now, 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 now. When you carry. The other one talks about the neck. You are bonded. You can't go. But it's not only the bond. Now you are carrying it by your shoulder. May everything that you are carrying by your shoulder be broken in the name of Jesus. It says, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. It's two different things. Don't think the shoulder and the neck is the same. You see, when you are doing well, when you want to see that a man has become strong, the neck and the, and the shoulder, you can't see. <laughs> I used to be like that. I was talking to my wife. I said, hey. She was saying, hey, now you can see your neck. <laughs> she was saying today, oh, you can see your neck. I'm sure you are happy now. <laughs> Listen, somebody was trying to speak about me and say I'm fat. I say, you don't understand. The Bible says, but the fatness of your neck, the yoke shall be broken. So I said, the yoke is broken in the name of Jesus. I'm free. Can't you see? Then he said, oh, you can't be discouraged. I was, I was not, uh, it was not a compliment. I was, I said, listen, you are not going to tell me otherwise. I'm happy with my body. The Lord has blessed me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the thickness of your neck, the yoke shall be broken. Now here the Bible says, it shall come to pass in that day that the burden shall be taken away from May the burden be taken away from your shoulder in the name of Jesus. And he says there, the yoke from your neck. Now, don't forget, this is, if we had the time, we will teach you on finances. This, all these yokes, they relate to one thing, money. Most, even students are yoked. You find students, finally, the account. How can you have an account? How can you 
You are not even working. They have already started to bond you. Doctors. If doctor comes with his certificate to FNB, Standard Bank, uh, NetBank, APSA, they are just going to give him credit card, whatever, whatever, and say, please, we know you will soon be working. You. And he will be very happy and say, oh, I'm powerful. <laughs> you are being yoked. You are being what? Yoked. So, Edgar's, you, you, can't, you can't go to a clothing company and buy clothes on account. Maravastata is there. God has blessed us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't forget clothes. The beauty of the clothes is not their, their price. It's how they fit you. You see, because if, if you can buy, my wife will call me to order one day. Somebody annoyed me badly. And uh, I said to the person, listen, dress well. And then I realized, after I said dress well, I realized the reason why she's not dressing well is because of the label of the clothes. I don't even understand. The clothes are too expensive, but they don't sit well. You see, listen, there are clothes for fuller figure and there are clothes for the bony. You get it? So you can't, the bony ones, they have their way of looking, but the fuller figure as well, they have their way. You can't look like them. You can wish. When you are bony, you can wish you can put some stiffening to try and increase, but it's not going to work. You get it? So, so I realized that the curse on the person is because of the label of the clothes. I said, listen, buy clothes properly for your body. Yes. Let this sit well. Don't go and buy what is fashion. Buy what fits you well. What makes you... I said yesterday about Marian, that Marian led very well. And I like the color of his shirt. I like color, color things. They make me feel good. I like it. You get it? I put on a suit this morning. I was putting on a three-piece suit, doctor. You haven't seen the suit, maybe. <laughs> and some, shoe, some new shoes. And I said, today I'm working. I'm going to be preaching. I said, listen, I want to be free. This shirt is mine. <laughs> you get it? It fits me perfectly. Listen, your opinion, zero. I'm not going to listen to you. You get it? Yeah, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm anointed with my shirt. <laughs> if, if you are not going to take the weight, it's, it's, it's your problem. It's not my problem. One old woman was saying to one of our pastors, you have not put on a jacket. I said, Jesus didn't have a jacket. You know, and when white people came here, we didn't have jacket. If you go to my village, really, if we are doing traditional things, nobody puts on a jacket. Or you have a jacket in your tradition. May the Lord have mercy. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. So I realized that the person has put on clothes that don't fit them because there is a big, heavy label. I don't even understand. So. The clothes are making them to feel everybody needs to see my worth. Okay, let me close with, with these two. I was supposed to stay on these two. One, anyone who worships any other God, there is a curse on their life. This is why I say one of the prayers we are going to make is that if you have bowed, you have worshipped, you have acknowledged, you have got 11 
we have consulted uh, uh, Mamo Profita. Uh, uh, what do they call them? Come on, Prophet. White garment. Huh? Mam Sevelet. Yes. Malibone. And all of those. And the white garment. Rituals that you do. Things that they gave you and say, uh, smear them. Begami Nayeto. You know. All of those things. Worshipping and giving yourself. The book of Deuteronomy teaches us that there is a curse on it. And uh, I think Leviticus is the, is the same. Uh, Exodus 24 to 6, it says, You shall not make yourself a gift image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing mercy to a thousand to those who love me and keep my commandments. So there is a curse, and at the same time, it gives us the, the, the promise. This is the only place that you find the blessing of the Lord up to a thousand. It says, it says, it says here, uh, the, uh, the, part, uh, the fathers up to a third and fourth generation of them who hate me. Next verse, please. It says, this is a blessing. And show me mercy unto a thousand of them that love me and keep my commandments. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord, the work that we do, the Lord will show mercy up to a thousand generation. Hallelujah. It says, but show me mercy to a thousand to those who love me and keep my commandments. So, when you have served other gods, you might be operating in a case. Sometimes people come to church, we know that you went home, and no partly, we know. You know partly? Yes. You went home, you kneeled. Eh? Vuma? Vuma? About mathematics. Those things they bring cases to us, but sometimes you are not even aware that these things bring cases. This is I'll teach on cases for you to understand that there are certain things. So you you must love the Lord to serve, uh, to reverse the, the, the case of uh, false worship. So that is very key. There is a song we sing: "I will serve no foreign god." nor any other treasure. It's a very powerful song. It's a declaration that we make that we will serve no foreign God, nor any other treasure. So you must honor the Lord because the Lord is one. You, you need to have that understanding. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 and 5 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your strength. Never, every time you, you, you are paid, remember there is, a, there is a first fruit. Remember there is a tithe. Remember, I need to honor the Lord. Hallelujah. When we don't do it, we honor ourselves. This is why the Lord was saying, oh, you honor your children. You honor everybody else, but you don't honor me. Yeah. Then you find our children go way wide. They, they become rebellious 
Because we honored our children than to honor God. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second uh, case comes, the blessing of honoring fathers reverses the case. What Zwani was saying, you know, to seek for your father and all of that, it has got nothing to do how your father treated your mother. It's none of your business. Can you tell your neighbor, it's none of your business. In a sense, sometimes your mother might have re misrepresented your father. Your mother might be the rogue. Your father couldn't stay with her. This is why he had to walk away. Or vice versa, your mother had to pack and leave. You get it? Is it your business? It's not your business. If your father is staying with a concubine somewhere, it's none of your business. You get it? Is he not your father? If you fight him, you might die prematurely. You might be poor the rest of your life. You might be highly educated, but be stupid and suffer greatly because you failed to honor, to honor your father. Hallelujah. Malachi, I think Pastor Umpile quoted it. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6 gives us that analysis. Behold, I sent you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. This is why in the church we talk a lot about it. I've made quite a lot of people to go and look for their fathers. Some of them have been so offended that I can't even face up to him. He chased us like dogs. I say, yeah, you might be a dog to him, but he's your father to you. So how he treats you is none of your business. But how you treat him, God is involved in that business. So when you disrespect your father, you disrespect your mother, that's why things are not working. Yeah, you work, but we don't see why you are working. I always say to people, write text messages, send voice messages, call your mother, talk to them. I told you one of the days on Friday, I called their fathers. I called them. I said, Hi, how are you? Is everything fine? I still, my allegiance, my love is with you. Don't worry. Your back is covered. Am I to somebody? I told you, as a member of one if I find you, you are writing, verifying pastors and all of that, we will chase you out of our church. We'll tell you, uh, illegitimate children we don't want. Am I to somebody? Yes. With us, when, when somebody raised you, he's your father. He might not be your biological father, but he's your father. So you become conscious of the blessing that has come because you have somebody who's standing in your life as a father. And in this regard, most natural children disrespect their parents. And therefore, uh, they need to, you need to be conscious and ask for forgiveness. Now, people are going to universities. Children have a tendency not to receive the gifts their parents are giving them. They will want their own thing, do their own thing, and all of that. Because there are children who are deceived that living home is better. Listen, living home is, has never been better. Living home has never been. The independence is the main cause of distraction. Matter somebody. Hallelujah. So we are sending you there as an arrow. Respect, honor, uphold uh, your parents. And then the last part is the issue of spiritual parents. When you don't respect, you don't respect me, you don't receive my word, you can come to, you can come to church. You will not prosper. I watch it. I have watched people. For years, people come to church, they leave. They think because they've left, the link has been cut. I say, you play games. I use the word, the week's coming, we'll, we will preach on it. You don't choose your family members. You don't choose your father. You can go everywhere and call everybody father, but they are not really your father. And they can receive you because of the gifts you give them. 
Yeah, they will receive you. I mean, if you are bringing gifts, who will say no? <laughs> they will receive you, but you have deceived yourself. So we will teach on the principle that we have family members that are insane, that need mental, spiritual mental institution. You keep them there so that your life will not be exposed. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you didn't choose where you are born. You didn't choose your brothers. Yes. But you become conscious of, of your brothers who want to kill your father. Because if they do that, they are coming for you. I'll prove it to you in the weeks coming. That uh, there are family members that have uh, insane understanding of their ranking. May the Lord have mercy. So you have to understand that God wants to set us free. So you have to honor. The Bible says, uh, if you believe in the Lord, you'll be established. If you believe in his prophets, you will prosper. And you have to have that understanding. And God will bless you. Hallelujah. Can we stand together, please? We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Can I call the student? If you are a student, come, come here on the altar. Let me start with the students for this service. We'll do much of the work, second service. We don't have the time this time. We'll do much on this next service because I'm left with a few minutes. But I don't want to leave anyone out. Hallelujah. Nice. Can you lift up both of your hands? Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up the children. I bring them before you. I pray for supernatural enablement by God upon their life. We pray for divine favor. We pray for divine grace. We break words that have been spoken against their life that they will not succeed academically. We come against the spirit of fear. Your wishes, Lord, you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. I pray for them that they will have a sound mind. I pray for them that they will succeed and break through where their family members have failed. That they will be among the pathfinders, the trailblazers, in the name of Jesus, in their own families. Father, I pray for financial provision. I lift them up before you in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that it all, it may go well with them in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that all their needs will be met in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, whatever struggle, hardship, difficulty is broken in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray as you send angels to feed your prophet, as you drop manna from heaven, Lord, I pray that this year, may it be that year, where, Lord, manna is given to them, where, Lord, all that they need is met in the name of Jesus, that they will not be harassed by demons, that they will not be harassed by the demons of failure in the name of Jesus, but they will break through and they will succeed. I set them free from every curse, I set them free from words spoken by their own parents, their own siblings, and even the neighborhood where they come from. Lord, I pray your blessing. May you prosper they are coming in, and may you prosper they are going out. Lord, as they go to institutions, we pray, Father, that they will be received, that, Lord, bazaaries, monies will be made available for them to study, as you have done with us and many others, Lord, to go to school and you paid for our schools. Lord, we pray that may you do the same. Where parents are involved in the support, Lord, we pray that their parents, Lord, will have enough 
and consistently send them the resource that they need in the name of Jesus. That they will not have to call because out of desperation, but they will call out of thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. I pray for their minds for studies. That Lord, their minds will be soft enough to receive. That Lord, they will even be shocked that they are taken as the most intelligent, the most able students in the name of Jesus. That Lord, they will do more and better in the name of Jesus. I commit these children, Father, into your hands. And today I bless them. Lord, we pray, if as we, uh, even now as we are to anoint them, that Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, your way says the anointing breaks the yoke. We break every yoke that Father might come upon their life. And Lord, we set them free in the name of Jesus.